0: Hello and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and I am joined, as always, by Jackie. Hello, Hi, Jackie. Hi, it's me. How are you doing?
1: I'm tired a little bit. I didn't have any caffeine today.
0: Oh, hello. Shit. We've got that. Oh, we're also joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. Yes, Miles. We we were already talking before I started recording. You can hear us fine.
2: Yeah, this is a ploy.
0: Yeah. How are you doing?
2: Uh, Okay.
0: What's your energy like?
2: Uh, Pretty low. My yeah. child has a cold, so I haven't slept much. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Have you tried telling yeah. them to get over it? I've tried. The problem with kids this young is that they don't understand how to get over it.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, we'll work on that. We're fucking dumb. We'll we'll help you uh through that when you're up here next. I'll uh, I'll I'll talk to him I'm next great. time you're back in New Jersey. Uh and we are a originally New Jersey-based uh podcast that talks about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure TV anime that started in 2012. Now uh, we're
2: cross country.
0: Now we're yeah. We're
1: well, we're just East Coast. We're still. a
0: trans Mason Dixon line podcast. That's right. Uh, North South Alliance um union one you know united podcast um and anyway jojo's bizarre adventure is uh in between seasons we are excited and uh in the dark about when part six will be coming out or how long it will be etc um but you can count on us to cover that and if you want to find our old episodes that are about jojo parts four one two three in that order as well as the OVAs and live-action adaptations, you can go to anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Um, So while we are hanging out and waiting for Part 6 to uh, come out, we've been talking about other anime. That's right. Stuff that doesn't have Adventure or Jojo in the title necessarily. Uh, And this week, we are going to be talking about the original Mobile Suit Gundam anime, or as some call it, Gundam 0079 or first Gundam, you know, it's the first one, the original Gundam. Anyway, before we <laughs> t- take a dive into Mobile Suit Gundam and give you a full 42-year uh, uh, series-by-series breakdown of the entire franchise. Uh, do we have to do that? Yep. Yep. We have to do behind. I only this?
2: watched three episodes.
0: No, we, you were supposed to watch every every season for this podcast. All of oh, all no. of Gundam. You were supposed to watch every Gundam series. All and you were fifty supposed to plus.
1: Build a Gundam.
2: You also had to. build Can I get a Gundam. back to you? Yeah. Give me like two minutes. I'll be right okay. back. Okay, <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> Miles Kozak, his nose is bleeding. His eyes are like, <laughs> you know, bleeding. Uh. Anyway, before we 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 dive into literally just the first three episodes of the original series, uh, we should take a stop. In our, we should take a look in our mobile suit messages. You know, we should hop, Good. you know, what we should do, we should get into our message suit, uh, our mobile suit Gmail. And what I'm trying to say is that people send us emails. It is jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. If you would like to send us an email, the emails can be about Jojos or the anime that we uh, are watching for this week's recording or an anime we did talk about. Um... You know, just don't say anything really rude or fucked up. No one's done that yet, but I just think it's good good idea to put that out there in advance. Uh, it sounds like I'm trying to waste time,
2: doesn't it? It would be novel if someone said something rude or fucked up, though. Yeah, they don't like need would, to. That would get us to pay attention. Okay, this
0: first email comes to us from Sean. The subject line is thoughts for part six. Okay, and I will play defense. I will try to... Dodge any potential spoilers. I don't think there's any in this email, but I'll take a look. Uh, hey guys, Sean here again. Not much to say this time. Did you hear about the JoJo's event on July 3rd? Uh, yes, we did. We talked about... Yep, we agree that it's disappointing. And uh, yeah, hopefully on August we do get an air date. We find out when it's actually going to come out. Did want to ask if Mark plays Animal Crossing, but he's mentioned it. Uh, yes, I am, I am playing Animal Crossing now. I check every every day pretty much just trying to make money on turnips. And uh, I've got 15 million bells in the bank. So He's so rich. It's been, it's been working. I use an app to track the turnip prices. Um, but uh, if anyone has a recipe for gold, no, if anyone has a recipe for rocket, I'm trying to actually build a Gundam, coincidentally.
2: Do you love um, capitalism now?
0: Yeah, I really think the free market has obviously worked for everyone. More mm-hmm. specifically me in a <laughs> video game simulation. Um, yeah, anyway, no politics, Miles um anyway here are sean's thoughts on the future of the jojo's bizarre adventure anime uh okay sean's theories that the anime will end after part six whoa whoa what uh yeah i'm already reading it (laughs) partially because in the part one opening phantom blood only shows um parts one through six and yeah i watched some of this video there's a youtube video where someone Went through every like frame of the first opening, uh, from Phantom Blood, and they locate all of the original manga panels that are being referenced. Uh, so that's super cool. If you want to see um, what things looked like, or, or, what things looked like originally. Um, and Sean asks if I think the anime will continue after Stone Ocean, and I'm gonna say yeah, I think it will actually. Um, you know, whether in in one form or another, yeah. Because um, SBR is just too popular. And it's awesome. It should be popular. So, you know, JoJo has clearly demonstrated its popularity as an anime. And there's zero reason not to do SBR. Uh, Question for Jackie. Since you're the resident Sailor Scout professional, I wanted to hear your elevator pitch for Sailor Moon. You've piqued my interest in watching the original anime. And I want to hear how you would convince someone that it's worth their time, and which iteration do you recommend? Uh, Question for all of us. How would you guys pitch your favorite anime to someone if you only had a short amount of time? Uh, Jackie, if it's not Sailor Moon that you would pitch, you could pick something else. Uh, Sorry for the long mail. Stay safe, and please keep up with the great content. Fingers crossed part six will drop sometimes this year. As always, stay horny. P.S. I am horny. Send for my electronic carrier pigeon. I wonder what that looks like. I'm picturing a robot pigeon.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah.
0: And it doesn't mm-hmm. flap its wings. It's just got air jets at the back. It's kind of a missile. Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't try to pitch people things unless I think that they're actually going to like it. So that's it. Well, how would you <laughs> how would you
0: pitch it to someone if if
1: Well, I dep- I would have to know the person and know what they liked, you know?
0: Okay. Well, then let's try it. Would you this. pitch it <laughs>
2: to me?
1: Uh I don't I don't I don't know if you would like love it, you know? Okay. I don't know. So
0: you only well, you've pitch- sold me well, is there no other show or something that someone likes that makes you go, you might like Sailor Moon? Mm,
1: like Steven Universe or something, maybe. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Okay, and then what if what if someone you're talking about Steven Universe and you ask if they've seen Sailor Moon and they go, no, I don't really know much about it. What do you say to them?
1: It's really cute. And it the girl friendships are really strong, so that's really nice. And all of the girls are very different and they have different things that you can relate to but they're also all good friends even though they're so different um what's it about all based on they're um they're all reincarnations of princesses from the past on different planets so if you like astronomy and or astrology a little bit i guess um that could be cool um, cause they're all, they're all basically aliens that are reincarnated and like l- born on earth. Um, and there's like a really expansive lore. Cause like there's the, pa- there's like the past and like there's who kind of, they used to be like who they were in their past lives. And like, there's like characters that are kind of meant to be together and that not are meant to be because they like were married in, in a past, li- in their past life.
0: So destiny is a big part of the show.
1: Yes, but then there's also like the future as well because you like characters travel from the past and there's also like uh at least one character that is kind of like doesn't exist in any time. What? So
0: <laughs> That's pretty sick.
1: <laughs> like they're they're of every time. Um so like I don't know, there's a lot of cool ideas in the show and
0: but it's it's cool ideas, but it's got ladies that have a it's, a it's, a, a, it's, a deep past and friendship
1: and friendship and ladies kicking butt they're okay. all kicking butt they're powerful they're and they're stronger together, which I like I don't know it's nice it's like the the messaging is all about like teamwork and being friends and working together and being like empathetic and loving each other and you know doing the right thing it's very like it's very sweet but it's not like all care bears and stuff either because it's also like there's like random nudity and like i don't know it's like not super adult but there's like you should have started it.
2: with the nudity
1: <laughs> it's not super adult but there are like it's not really a kids show either like the relationships i think are pretty complex. Um. Or it can it can get that way, and then and then like later seasons there are it's like very queer like there's uh,
0: cousins actually, that are just really nice cousins
1: right there's lesbian characters and there uh, I didn't really watch a lot of it but like I know the sailor stars present as boys I believe and then they transform into like like feminine girl presenting characters i believe um but also like the guy if you like the fashionable feminine guys of jojo there's a lot of that in sailor moon like a lot of the guys are maybe not as like extravagant but they have like that similar kind of like gender neutral Uh, or like androgynous aesthetic with like the long hair and kind of like the fancy clothes and stuff like that. Um, So they're cool. I don't know.
0: Would you recommend watching the original anime or Crystal or anything else?
1: Um, The live action it depends so if you like if you if you want that 90s nostalgia watch the original because it feels and watch it in japanese of course um because it it has that like 90s anime feel so if you're into that go for it um crystal is more modern it's a little bit more 3d uh or not a little bit more it's it has like that 3d vibe to it sometimes like um i don't know I would, I mean, it depends on what you prefer. If you like the new and shiny thing, go for Crystal. If you like the, um, if you like the kind of 90s nostalgia anime, then go for the original.
0: Okay, cool. Um,
1: but I would normally pitch to somebody that like, if I, like, like they're already talking about some other thing and I'm like, oh, if you'd like that, then you should totally check out Promise Neverland or something, you know?
0: Yeah, I think the the writer just wanted to hear uh, us try and crunch some complicated show into a small pitch. I
1: didn't make it an elevator pitch. It's been a long time since I've watched Sailor Moon or thought about it all that much. I just like, I like the, I still like the idea of it, you know? Yeah. It's sweet.
0: It sounds cool. Yeah. I like the idea, too, that it like, I like that Sailor Moon goes deeper and, and has all these other sailor characters. Yeah. Like, I uh I just stumbled upon um you know cuz there's that VTuber streamer named Iron Mouse. Did yeah. You know that's a Sailor thing? Iron Mouse? Yeah. I I don't know what that is. There's some characters that they're all like a metal or a rock and an animal?
1: Oh, that I don't
0: know. Yeah, so I like that it goes really far down there. But yeah, there's the the Sailor Anima Mates. And yeah, Sailor uh Iron Mouse is one of them. I don't I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know if Anima Mates was not like created by Takeuchi, but they were minions of Sailor Galaxia. Do you know who Galaxia is?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't get into the later seasons, really. I probably should.
0: OK, but do you understand that I'm excited because there's Sailor Lead Crow <laughs> and it does sound cool. Heavy Metal Papillon. OK. And uh, Aluminum Siren. Ugh. OK. That's cumbersome. But anyway, it's just like, I like that it feels a little bit like X-Men or something. Mm-hmm. To me, the idea of like, oh, and there's this one who's like this, and it's based on these things, and I don't know. Okay. I like I like the idea of of knowing more about that universe than just being like, yeah, there's planets, and the girls are planets. It's like, no, 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 there's so much more to it.
1: There's their past, and there, there, there's their future, because her daughter from the future comes to hang out with her.
0: Ah, uh, so it's like Cable and Cyclops.
1: I don't know.
0: Or Dragon Balls. Dragon Balls. Wait, who's the Mm -hmm. future kid? Trunks.
2: Oh, Trunks is from the future only. No, he's from both. Why? He's from a future where the androids have destroyed the world. Whoa! And he comes back to warn them that they have to like work out. Is he part of uh,
0: VV fluoride Eyes song? No, he's Uh, not. Well, whatever um miles what would you elevator pitch if you had to or
2: wanted to um probably cowboy bebop but something that i well i didn't try very hard but like some people at work have begun to watch jojo's Uh uh-huh so i was trying to think of like how i would try to get someone to get into jojo's other than like i'm on a podcast about it yeah i think what i would say like what i have been saying is like, you don't have to start with part one. And maybe fans will be mad at me for saying that. But I didn't start with part one, and I don't know that I would have gotten into it as quickly if we Mm. began with part one. I know some people like that stuff, but I really enjoyed watching part four first. That makes sense. So I don't know, my, my elevator pitch would be like, it's wacky and gay and every season is super different and fun
0: yeah that's what yeah it doesn't it can it can refresh itself it doesn't feel like it has to get super long in the tooth about the same plot line it kind of is the same plot line but not really um yeah i was asked to kind of summarize like jojo when i when i guessed it on that that uh other podcast and it is like this weird thing where i can't I can't quite describe it, and it doesn't have, like, a... Like, with Gundam and some other shows, there's sort of a cultural uh, presence to it, you know, where you can be like, oh, it's really about war, and it came out at a time that's like this and this. Like, JoJo's is definitely, like, it's a Japanese thing, for sure, because of a few things about it, but it really doesn't feel like it reflects any part of culture aside from like fashion and yeah. music of course like it's the pop culture and and that those aesthetics
1: I think the way to sell Jojo's is to talk about how crazy like the powers are yeah and um and the aesthetic and like how cool like the the that the aesthetic is like you know yeah f- like the f- it's That's fashionable and the and the characters are like named after music and stuff like that
0: yeah what were you gonna say miles
2: I was gonna say, like, that is an interesting point because, like, I, like, when we watch stuff, one of the things I try to think about is, like, what is the show trying to say? Mm -hmm. I don't really know what JoJo is trying to say. (laughs) I don't.
0: I don't think everything's trying to say something, but often, you know, if you go about using that lens when you watch something, you can find something that's being said, even if the Mm -hmm. author doesn't mean to be overt about it. But the thing with JoJo's, and I, I think I've said this before, and I know people will disagree because I've seen people write about how much they love this character and and this friendship and stuff. But I really feel like JoJo's doesn't really do character development, and, and I don't really think it does very serious character depth either.
2: You know, it's just trying to like tie you in knots. You know,
0: it just it, it just enjoys showing you weird and and <laughs> like unique sort of concepts in a fashionable way but then it does feel I do feel emotionality towards it because the bloodline thing is really cool to me that, that it does go through different eras and I do think that's part of the appeal even though I don't think that means that they're deep characters I think that the idea that it's like you're following one bloodline through history but at the same time it always feels sort of like It'll be authentic, and Araki will tell you how it's being authentic to a specific place and time, but then it also is like this is these are the most weird looking people that could possibly be in that universe um and they have powers that are not like any other manga or comic uh so it's just weird but good <laughs> and at times very funny, the and it m- looks really good.
1: I like the male friendships in it, yeah. As well like it's there's not yeah you're right there's not much like character development but the re- and the relationships aren't like super complex but it is nice to see like that kind of like I don't know the boys who love each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah and that that's in there some of the time not all of the time. I don't and there's think. like that
1: mutual respect thing that's yeah.
0: like
1: yeah I don't know it's cute.
0: I was thinking the other day about the ending spoilers for part three Stardust Crusaders but uh the ending to that is like what it is to be like, uh, to be a man, I think, for me is watching the end of part three when Jotaro, uh, beats Dio and he's like, The reason why you lost is simple. You pissed me off. Like, simultaneously, I think that's the dumbest fucking line <laughs> and like the most ob- obviating, like, Jotaro is not a deep character at all. And this show is like, this this manga is not about a theme about humanity or anything, but at the same time, I'm also like, that's cool as fuck. Like you just don't <laughs> piss that guy off, man. He's so fucking strong and he's powerful and you just don't fuck with that guy. That's awesome. Like my brain holds both of those ideas at the same time. Um, but, you know, I think there is something to be said that the show does or the, the work does grow a bit as it goes on but at the same time i don't have that like sort of spirit of the show to say to people to be like it's about this and this mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like i can tell you what is appealing about it or what was appealing about it to me um and i did start with part one and i i know that some people do get lost there um but i just think those i think the setting of part one is really cool but i think it fucks itself up because i think it's boring in, in the middle that's really my problem. I kind of want to be like watch the first like 2 or 3 episodes of part 1, then just jump to part 2 or something like that. My elevator pitch for Evangelion would be you ever been a sad boy <laughs> who is told that they're special and uh do you think about the end of the world? <laughs> and uh you know, there's a lot of pressure on you. Uh it's a show <laughs> about Uh, The apocalypse is coming, and a group of children are uh, raised to be pilots of these somewhat mythical or supernatural robots that are going to defend them against these alien uh, invaders. But it's deeper than that. It has a lot to say about relationships and parent-to-child relationships. it, you know is an interesting look at mental health in a way that i haven't seen in other anime uh, and there's a lot of interesting religious themes used i don't know if it really says anything about those themes but they're in there um <laughs> and uh, the music is amazing and visually especially the last movies really the last movie um it's uh like nothing else so if you're okay with wallowing in sadland for a little bit uh, it's one of the best animes of all time, so you should watch it all. Chicas, what? <laughs> she can't get through it. She can't get through it. And recently, she tried watching the first episode, and she didn't even make it through that. Apparently, unacceptable. Shame. You should you should reach out to her.
2: Okay.
1: You should reach out. You should reach, reach out and circle back. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Then partner with Hideaki Ano. Uh, you know, bring him in. Sure anyway
2: good pitch i've already seen it though
0: Ah, shit i thought it would work (laughs) um miles do you want to read or skim uh this email from talia
2: sure this email is from talia who gives us who's giving us some more anime wrecks uh including one wholesome anime h-o-l-e Called Keijo, a sports anime where women wrestle on top of floating platforms and pools and can only use their butts and boobs to hit each other and knock the person off. Oh, I remember what wholesome is now. Okay, I read the (laughs) manga for like a 100 or so chapters before I got distracted. It's fun. uh, But Talia has not seen the anime. Uh, This recommendation is based on clips. Um. Anime that has yet to come to be Chainsaw Man, uh one of Talia's favorite mangas, more fucked up than Doro Hidoro, about a dude who makes a deal with Devil Dog, literally a devil who is also a dog, to live a good life. Uh and the dude goes about killing demons and wanting to touch boobs. It has a surprising amount of emotional depth.
0: <laughs> it, it, yeah, it would have to. It would have to any emotional yeah. depth would be surprising <laughs> after that, that first line. <laughs>
2: Uh, the manga is written by the dude who wrote Fire Punch, which has one of the best depictions of a trans person I've seen in manga. Also, there's a lot of fucked up shit in Fire Punch, though Chainsaw Man doesn't get as fucky. <laughs> uh, the other rec is Spy X Family. This is actually a very wholesome anime. It's about a spy who needs a fake family to get close to some dude. Uh, it's The setting is analogous to Berlin during the Cold War and while the Berlin Wall was still up. Uh, the father's a spy, the daughter's a telepath, the mother's an assassin, and only the daughter knows who everyone is and what the real jobs are. Uh, Talia has been following the ma- manga shortly after it came out, and it is a top 10 manga for Talia. P.S., and as always, Kill Hitler. Is that a reference to something? I don't know. It's in quotation marks.
0: I don't so know it. I assume so. Cool um Thanks I've, so I've never heard of spy x family or spy cross family it's uh it's interesting and uh, i did not know that chainsaw man makes a deal with the devil dog i know that it's very gory and people were excited to see a trailer for it that's mm. coming up um and apparently it's it's really gruesome and such but the fact that they that chainsaw man makes a deal with a devil dog kind of makes me want to watch it <laughs> like just that <laughs> Why? Round- dogs I like the idea of a dog that's the devil, like the cunning devil himself, you know, who sometimes in movies will show up as just like a man who has a contract and just is like, oh, what if you did this? And oh, it's just a simple, simple price to pay. But instead, it's a dog. I don't know. I I haven't looked at the manga at all, but the anime, but what I'm picturing is very funny. Um, (laughs) And so hopefully it's not like that devil dog is only in there for two seconds.
1: I pictured the dog from the mask for some reason.
0: Before or after he puts on the when mask. When he puts on the mask. Okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> um Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh cartoon dog. Yeah. It's a, a good scary dog. Um yeah. Was there
2: a cartoon mask show? There may Am have I remembering this. And
0: there was Mask Two Son of Mask, and I think that featured a dog and a mask a lot more. Um gotcha. but there there may have been a cartoon mask. It was I hope so. Some of the producers were were, you know. Once they were like making a show and a second movie, people were like, "You have to, you guys are making too much stuff." They were like, "Somebody stop me!" Good, but we couldn't. Mm -hmm. That didn't even work. (laughs) That didn't even work. It's fine. (laughs) Jackie, do you want to read the the Chad mail?
1: Chad mail. This letter is from Chad. Subject line: Battlestar Gundam Gundamica. Gundamica aloha jjb pod ohana i have to say that aside from the opening ending and commercial breaks i'm impressed by how well this show ho- holds up it feels like they made the opening for a kid giant robot show not realizing how different it was going to turn out i have no explanation for the ending and i'm open to suggestions here are some jojo and other voice connections i found De facto captain of White Base Bright Noah shares his voice with the 2000 OVA version of Part 3, Joe Bro, Noriaki Kakuin. The voice of Little Robot Haro, the little blonde orphan Kika, and blonde sister of Char in Hiding, uh, Salem Mass, shares their voice with female dress agent Sophine from Bow the Visitor. Here's a link if you don't remember this minor character, and there's a link to jojowiki.com slash sophine, S-O-P-H-I-N-E. Um, Amuro's dad shares his voice with uh, Irina Star's butler, Roses. Amuro voice, Amuro's voice doesn't have a Jojo connection, but he was the voice of Mamuro Chiba, a.k.a. Tuxedo Mask. Uh, from the original Sailor Moon, and he's the voice of Dragon Ball's favorite loser Yamcha. Mask enthusiast Char Aznable.
0: Aznable, I think.
1: Aznable, Char Aznable shares his voice with the drunken alien captain from the second oldest anime the pod has watched, Project Eko. Anyway, I hope everyone is staying cool and safe. Mahalo, Chad. Thanks, Chad.
2: Thanks, Chad.
0: Thanks, Chad. Uh, yeah, the, the female agent, I think, from Bao, I think she's in the first scene where she's kicking a bunch of dogs on a train, mm. which I'm looking at now and remembering that when you watch Bao, which is like, you know, the first thing animated based on Araki's work, you immediately know that it's an Araki work because a bunch of dogs just get their shit kicked in immediately. This, this woman is just like karate kicking dogs all over the place. And it, it, it really shows Araki's grudge uh, right off the bat. Yeah, we we should yeah. We'll talk about how this has aged and, and those those openings and endings. Um we're gonna take a break in a second, but before we do, we should tell you that we have a Patreon, and you can find it by going to patreon.com slash JJB Pod. And there is where you can support the show. Support can just be as little as a dollar a month. It's very nice of you to do. You don't have to do it. I want you to understand that, you know, Listening to this is not like paying us. It's not like taking out a loan that you then have to pay back or anything. You don't have to, but the dollar a month helps. It gets you access to the Patreon feed, which is updated weekly by Miles with his cultural reference newsletter. Uh, And occasionally we'll put up some extra content like audio that didn't make the cut into the show uh, or something else that I thought of and felt like putting up there Um, for $3 a month. Well, it's the exact same thing, but we thank you out loud. And we're going to prove that right now on the podcast.
2: We'd like to thank Lord Zendar. Nocturnal. Nick. Austin. Chad.
0: Christian. Dylan. Josh. Jumbo. Kaden. Katie. Sorry, we're not kissing two thirds of the people.
1: (laughs) Kenny, but I'm giving Kenny a hug. Blue. Okay. Leia, maybe. Martin.
0: Michael. Mr. Jackpot.
2: Robin. Tim.
0: And Tyler. Yes. Yay. Thank all of you, as always, for your support for the show.
2: To everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: God bless us all
0: you know and god bless all of you especially okay we're going to take a quick break and then we will step out of our time machine into 1979 to talk about the first Gundam all right mobile suit gundam was or is a anime tv series that was produced by sunrise then known as nippon sunrise Uh, And it was created by a guy named Yoshiyuki Tomino. And it ran from April 1979 until January 1980. And it is a 43-episode series. I read that apparently it was supposed to be 52 episodes. And uh, the studio or the TV network, I guess, the network was like, let's do 39 episodes. And uh, Sunrise fought and they got it to be 43. So they kind of split in the middle. Uh, And if you haven't figured it out, yeah, it is the first uh, series in the Gundam universe. So this thing that now seems ubiquitous and has always existed in Japan, it was started with this show. And we've talked a little bit about it, but Gundam has a few kind of timelines, but this is the beginning of the Universal Century timeline. And it kind of just uh, starts, it's, it's about a battle or maybe eventually about a war. Between the space-dwelling Earth Federation, which is, uh, I think it's like, what is it post-apocalypse that people left Earth? I don't remember what they say, but it's... There seems, something seems to
2: crash in Earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, at some point, yeah. But it's basically the Earth Federation, which is humans that now live in space. Um, but uh, there is a sort of secessionist, or I don't know what you'd call them, but the, these people broke off and called themselves Zeon. And mm-hmm. so the show is about the Earth Federation and Xeon fighting each other, uh, partially in big robots that they call mobile suits.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh why do you think they call themselves Xeon? Like, is it just the name of, you know, their leader or something? Leon Xeon? That's like the one thing I didn't look
0: up. That's a good question. Oh, okay. Because I know like Xeon with an X is like an element, right? It's like a noble gas or something. Um But as far as where Zeon, the way they spell it in English is Z-E-O-N, I'm not sure because I looked up other uh, word origins for the show.
1: There's Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century, a Disney Channel original movie.
0: That's it. That's what it is.
1: I think it might be the first or one of the first Disney Channel original movies.
0: Uh, Apparently in Greek, Xeon, spelled the same way, is a liturgical action which takes place in the divine liturgy of the Rite of Constantinople during which hot water is added to the chalice.
2: Oh, I already knew that.
0: Okay. I I don't even really need to read that. It didn't clear up anything. <laughs>
2: um,
0: but I'm sure people have written about it because much uh has been written about uh Gundam. Because yeah, overall Gundam is huge. Um I mean it makes them I think I did the math about like seven hundred plus thousand dollars a year still. Um
2: this particular series, or, or no, the
0: franchise them? overall. Um, oh. so I'm just saying that people have definitely written a lot about the original series as well, but overall, the franchise itself. Um, yes, this was 43 episodes. They did do the thing that anime shows love to do where they get edited into movies. Uh, and this was split into three theatrical movies. Apparently, the show was almost canceled, including by the one of the sponsors, uh, the toy makers. Um, but the 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 studio themselves rallied to kind of keep it going a little bit, but then what really got the show to be like back on TV was not just the movies, but the toys that eventually came out. Mm. Um, and uh, the plastic models, sometimes called Pramo, of the Gundams make for ninety percent of the plastic figure market uh, in Japan. You know, like total. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's incredible.
0: Like you think like, oh, yeah, you know, well, there's lots of character models out there. A lot of plastic model kits, you know, Gunpla, you know, Gundam plastic model. That's probably a big part. No, it's 90%. Um, so yeah. And this show it ended up sparking a franchise that includes this from Wikipedia, 50 TV series, films and OVAs, as well as manga, novels and video games, along with a whole industry of plastic model kits. Uh, make up 90% of the Japanese character plastic model market. Yeah, the creator Tomino also wrote uh, three novels about the same storyline here. Um, It's interesting that the toys revolutionized, like really brought the show into popularity because Tomino did not like how things were designed. He designed white base as black and the Gundam Mm. was not red, blue and yellow. It was gray and white and it was aerodynamic. When he saw the designs he was like that would never work the mm. fucking gunships would spot it and take it out. Um and he was pissed at the studios for the the changes that they made.
2: Interestingly this So he is, wanted like a much more gritty looking yes like okay.
0: And and the show was grimmer too. It went to darker places and they changed that shit too.
2: I think it's already it was already darker than I expected.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um
2: and I like. I it. want to see his version. Where's the the Snyder cut of Gundam?
0: Well, he does come back and he does do um he does do some movies, including uh or no, he doesn't do Char's counterattack. Someone does Char's counterattack, but he does do uh, Gundam series later, including recently. There was that controversy where, you know, he was just talking about his mindset for making a new Gundam, but he was like, I want to crush Demon Slayer. I want to crush Evangelion. But he just meant like there's a Gundam movie or show coming out and Demon Slayer has a movie coming out. Eva has Mm. a movie. But people took it, uh, you know, with a tabloidy approach to be like, this guy, this legend of the industry just wants to destroy these other popular franchises. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's not like he uh, was so upset about the colors that he, uh, you know, never made Gundam again or whatever. No, he wrote books and he did other series later on. And, yeah, this was also this series is the beginning of the real robot genre as opposed to the super robot genre and we've talked about this a little bit but super robots are things where they're not like military tools they're giant things that are like more mythical um created by aliens or an ancient race of people or a mad genius and they have usually a supernatural element to them whereas this is like they're a tool of war it's more Mm -hmm. like uh like how a race car driver has a relationship with his car because it lets him do what he needs to do i have a bunch of other trivia but i'm gonna stop right there and uh let's talk about the show miles you said it was darker than what you were expecting so what what do you think what were you expecting
2: uh i guess i knew that gundam was like it took the idea of war seriously um but because of the look of it and because it's like 1979 i expected it to be a little cheesier than it was Mm -hmm. like A lot of people die in this first episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I I didn't know they would, like, you know, murder a bunch of people that quickly.
0: Civilians, too.
2: Yeah. Like, a main character's whole family dies immediately. Yeah. Jackie, what were your... Did you feel shocked by...
0: Were you surprised at the end product versus your expectations of it? Um. You know, based on what we already saw, or...
1: I don't know what my expectations were, really. I was just like, uh, I don't want to watch another Gundam, but I guess I will. And <laughs> it... W- I like it better than the other ones.
2: I think I do, too, actually.
1: But mostly just because of the, like, 80s charm of it, or the 70s charm of it. Yeah. Old anime. Yeah. Um, But I was pretty bored by the fight scenes and stuff. I don't really interesting. I don't, know. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought it would just be like one of those things where it's not enjoyable because it's been done like better and more attractively since. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, for historical value. But watching it, I was like, oh, the other series is kind of took the wrong thing from this work.
1: Yeah. It's it's fun. What do you mean? I I I if I have to watch this genre, I like i like this one i don't know it it i i like that it's i don't even know it's, it's about not, the it, people it's more about the people and it's not suddenly like oh we have to have child soldiers for some reason you know they it's kind just,
0: of they kind of resist it a little they, bit.
1: they do and he's kind of like the for whatever reason he's kind of like like all the other pilots were killed right so he's like yeah. kind of the last yeah He shouldn't have been there in the first place, though. Like, he just took over a fucking robot.
0: Yeah, it doesn't quite explain why he feels the need to, or, like, why he learned all of that stuff exactly, but... He's, like, like the opposite of Shinji, is one of my notes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, he is the opposite of Shinji.
0: The dad's like, get out of the
2: robot, and he's like, I'm getting in the fucking robot. It's weird that such an, like, ostensibly important weapon is, like, can be so easily stolen by a child.
0: Yeah, they didn't even lock it, right? They didn't, yeah.
2: they didn't even bother to hit the it's lock button open. on the
0: remote when they walked away. The Gundam would have, would have gone <laughs> uh, Miles, what I was saying was, watching the other Gundam shows, yes, they have depth and they talk about, you know, there's child soldier talk, you know, we saw iron-blooded orphans, there's, you know, um, war and poverty and stuff, but still it feels like those shows are, are like, anyway, back to the good stuff, and it's just mm. about like, look at this fucking advertisement for a toy. Isn't this the coolest Mm. robot you've ever seen? Doesn't all this combat look so slick? Whereas this show it's mostly It's like in Mortal Conundrums with the child soldier thing, the enemies are humans that you know, I I think Char looks a little too evil with his mask and his white eyes, you know, and and they're wearing like sort of imperialistic, like they've got those like old school European shoulder pad thingies and stuff. But they're Mm. not necessarily evil. We don't know why. They separated. They just seem to have different motives, and they don't like
2: each other. But it's yeah, it's, it's a it's much funny. more realistic look that... at war. Mm. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, I I was hoping that by watching the original Gundam, we'd get the answer as to why the Federation and the Zeons don't like each other. But I still have no idea why these people are fighting.
1: Yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, that that's that's. I think if. They let us know if we dived more into that, like why they're fighting and why why I care about this war, then I might have liked it a little bit more. But
0: interesting.
1: I do like the people focus, though. I- oh, one thing that um I noticed—it's called Kido um, Senshi Gan- Gundam, right? Senshi is also the what they say in Sailor Moon. It means like soldier, right? So. It doesn't. It's not Mobile Suit Gundam. It's like Mobile Soldier Gundam, I guess.
0: It's an interesting question.
1: Because I noticed in the mobile theme song. it's
0: Mobile Warrior Gundam, technically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, by the way, here's a bit of trivia about that. Just because I I have to I have to bring this up. It's really funny. The mobile suits of the show were inspired by the powered armor from the novel Starship Troopers from 1959. Oh, okay. Powered a armor movie does not that is
2: very often. In our well, world, was you that always bring it up. to newsletter.
0: I don't think the mobile <laughs> the, the powered armor is ever brought up in the in the Starship Troopers movie because famously the director of that movie he read the first chapter of the book or he read some chapters he got bored and depressed and stopped reading it because um, <laughs> the right. movie is almost sort of lampoons the novel. But anyway, when I read powered armor too, I think of Fallout. But whatever. Um, by the way, the the word Gundam. Is they wanted to combine at first the word gun with the last syllable of freedom. Mm. So gun But then. <laughs>
1: gun freedom.
0: But then Tomino was like, what if it's gun-dam? Because like a, a big mobile suit with a gun is holding back everything like a dam is holding back water. Oh. So you're a gun-dam mm. against like
2: the torrents of of bad guys.
1: Mm.
2: No, he wanted the opening to be that song. That's like, "Damn, I wish I was your lover," I'm but like with de- de- gun in front. De- 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 <laughs> what did she say? "I'll ride, ride your
0: dick till daylight comes." Is that what she says in that song? I don't think so because it was on the radio. I, I think she
2: does say that. Yeah, I think she says that
0: on the radio. They didn't censor it. Hmm. Well, I guess. I guess it was that good of a song. They didn't bother. Yeah. And that's it. No. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was really surprised because people say like yeah, well Gundam is actually about the child soldier conundrum, and I heard that, and I was like yeah, 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 shut up. This is some fucking you had to write a college essay, and so you mm. you kind of extracted that theme from it. But no, it's very explicitly like oh yeah, you can't use uh, children, yeah. and then but then like that early conversation with Amuro's dad is is him being like that guy being like I've heard you know they're using soldiers as as young as my son, and mm-hmm. the guy's like yeah, unfortunately that is true in some cases, and then his son gets in the mobile suit and they're like, well, fuck, he did do stuff with it, I guess. Yeah. We have to let him.
1: Right now, he's the most, because all the other pirates are gone, so he's the most experienced uh, one. Yeah. he snuck away with a Gundam.
0: I mean, yeah, and I mean, morally speaking, you still should be like, get out of the robot, you're too young. You shouldn't be in there, you're going to die. Because he is also inexperienced and uh, doesn't realize how inexperienced he is. And I like that they enforce that too, that it's not like, Oh, my God, he is just like incredible with it. They, mm-hmm. they point out that like Char it's, calls yeah. him inexperienced. Yeah. And they say that like he won because of the robot, like the, the technology in this Gundam that nobody has seen before. Mm-hmm. Because the enemies have their own mobile suits called Zaku. Um, but apparently this Gundam is extremely strong and they like rush up to punch him. Uh, but the robot barely takes any damage. I think at some point Tomino also compared like the giant Gundams to like giant Buddha statues to have this sort of religious, um, I don't know what you call it, that sort of awe and worship of the big uh, the big statue. And uh, I do like that about the show that even though there's already mobile suits, it's just like everything we see Amuro doing in the Gundam seems like really powerful. And he does pick it up really fast, but it's there's still some time where we get to see him being like, okay... So this does that, and then if I want to, like, he has to kind of figure it out.
2: Mm-hmm. And he gets criticized, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I like, the show really, um, it takes its time in the right places. I like I like Char or Char. I don't know if it's Char or Char. I, I think they say Char.
1: I, th- I think I it's... I think they do, too. Okay. I say Char. You say like Char? Ch- like Charmander.
0: He, is, he, is, he does have a fire on his tail. <laughs> um, he's not. He's a human. Uh, also known as the Red Comet or Red Starter Pokemon. And uh, he he narrates the fight to himself, which I like because mm-hmm. that is the kind of thing you might be thinking about when you're alone in your robot. And we don't need like a narrator character that way. We don't have someone off to the side being like, oh my God, he's going for the head, but he doesn't realize that he's almost out of ammo. Yeah, Like they just kind of talk it out to themselves, um, which I like. And I was thinking to myself, like how when you write something about war, how do you know what's realistic, what happens and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, Tomino meant this to be kind of a criticism of war. And he, I don't know if it was based on or if it was just inspired by uh, Japan's aggression in Manchuria in 1939. Oh, Uh, interesting. Japan famously aggressive in many places in Mm. the 1930s. Um, But, uh, well, didn't work out for them. Anyway, burn. Hey, hey, now. <laughs> um, why do you
2: think Char wears the mask? Do you think he has acne? No, he takes his mask off. He's a handsome guy. Why does he wear the mask?
0: Nobody cared who I was until I put on the mask. Hmm. <laughs> That's why. Because you're cool. Oh. I mean. Because you're cool. Cause he's cool. Because he's cool. He's legendary. He apparently beat up battleships by himself or something. He just like took out half of a fucking battalion just in his own
2: suit, so I think it just adds to the legend. I know why he's wearing the mask. He's wearing the mask to keep people safe from COVID.
0: Oh, wait, it doesn't cover his mouth, Miles.
2: Oh, no, Char, what are you doing?
0: Um, yeah, so I don't think we need to go episode by episode. I mean, basically, it's like, it's weird. They were in a ceasefire, I think, for eight months, it said at the beginning. Um, There's a recap every fucking episode for the first three, at least. <laughs> Um, but then it's... This ceasefire is broken when, like, an expedition of two dudes from Zeon are on this location, which I thought was Earth. I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess, but it's called Side 7. That one of the dudes is just a dumbass and is like, I'm gonna shoot at... Does he shoot at the Gundam or something? And it's just, like, his other guy is like, don't do that. But it sparks, like... But he does. It sparks, like, a new fight in the war. Um, and they're all evacuating, and yeah, like, like the the main character's friend i guess she's a secondary character frau bow i don't understand that name yeah weird name it's like she's a german married woman named bow or something yeah but Um, it like
2: rhymes because they they say like frau bow
0: a frau bow bow wow how now brown cow uh like her whole family gets blown up at one point and she's just looking at these dead bodies going like uh grandpa she moves on pretty brother yeah she really does um I like, too, that she gets involved in in being part of the crew, and the other civilian women are also part of the crew, and they kind of push Mm -hmm. back, too, at one point. I think Mirai, what's her name, Yashima, something like that, she gives Mm -hmm. the captain some flack, some pushback, and he's like, I don't like your tone. But then he does put it to a vote, which I also thought was really cool.
2: I didn't understand his position, because he did defer to these children a lot. So was he like a regular standing member of the army already?
0: I think he was de facto as Chad put it, captain, because that old guy was in a stretcher. I think he was taking over for him. Okay. Um. And so, the other thing is they're employing a, a bunch of civilians at that point already, so I guess you might as well ask them, like, what do you guys want to do? Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you're putting, you know, your civilian lives on the line now. Um, True. The thing I noticed about that scene, though, that you're talking about um, is that he kind of is looking at Amuro when he, when Amuro finally raises his hand and is like, yeah, let's go back and fight. It kind of looked like... I was wondering if maybe he was really just waiting to hear from Amuro. Mm. The way they kept cutting back and forth yeah. between them.
1: Yeah, like once once Amuro raised his hand, then he was like, all right, cool, let's go.
0: Because in his head, it's just like, yeah, this is the ace in the hole that we have. Yeah. This is the guy that can pilot the expensive robot. Yeah. Um. Visually, yeah, this show has not... Uh, age amazingly well. I mean, I am very entertained by some of the frames that are... I think are, it looks cool. ...that are really weird. I it's mean... It's
1: like colorful. The Gundam looks like a Power Ranger uh, Megazord.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, you can see it sometimes because it's like an HD re-release. We watched this on Crunchyroll or VRV. Um, you can see the panes, like the individual cells because as like one of the Gundams is moving up slowly, you can see like little... I guess it's dirt or something on the sheet of plastic that it's on kind of on its background moving alongside like the actual background of stars and planets and stuff. So it's like interesting to kind of see that and go, oh right, the smooth shots, they literally are just moving the animation cell as opposed to complicated movement where they have to draw a new frame for each like turn or something. The uh opening and endings are not good, in my opinion. No. <laughs> I like the <laughs> I didn't disco even see beat. the ending. The ending, I don't think it's in the first one, but the ending is notable because I, I don't know if it's the first word, but it immediately addresses Amuro by name.
1: Yeah. It's no, like, no, it's like the no, the song keeps repeating. Amuro, you're a guy. Da, 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 da. I don't know.
0: Amuro, you're a guy. You pilot the Gundam. Amuro, you gotta a be dick. a
1: brave dude and stuff.
0: Don't look back. Amuro. Yeah. But yeah, the beginning started and it's just like, moe agare, moe agare. More I got a Gundam or something. I don't know. And it really, it's like, yeah. I, I feel a little bit like I'm at the kids service in synagogue or something. It felt like this weird sort of <laughs> sing-songy thing like, this is to get it in your fucking head. Kids, be a part of this. Memorize this shit. And the eye catch, the, 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 the interstitial breaks, it shows like the Gundam logo, but you just hear people going like, shoo!
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is that?
0: What's Someone going on? Was there? like, what do you wear on your feet? And they were like, show. <laughs> I I don't know what they're supposed to be saying. Uh, but it was it was enjoyable. It's not nearly as good as pasta but still liked it. Um, I liked I do love of uh, on the soundtrack though. I like some of the fight scenes had a very funky bass. I think more could use that.
2: Speaking of the animation, it was the I think the jankiest part. Or one of the jankiest parts was when, I forget the blonde girl's name, but she pulls a gun on Char, and they seem to be standing very far apart, but Char kicks, and suddenly the gun is, it was like a doll seam kick.
0: I had the same thought. Yes. When he kicked it, I was like, (laughs) was she really right next
2: to him like that? Mm.
0: It was a little bit, yeah.
2: He closed the gap.
0: I like
1: the funky disco music in the battles. That's what I was saying, the funky bass. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed that way more than the sort of sing Y beginning.
2: It was annoying that nobody could shoot Char when he was at That, in a ship that full of was enemies. pretty
0: nuts. That he's just dodging was, everything.
2: Yeah. It, does, it was some stormtrooper shit.
0: And then it's weird too when they're fleeing at one point, he and the other guys are are tactically retreating. They're like uh, uh Amaro is back there shooting at them and uh What's his name? Char is like, don't move. Like that's how they'll be able to track you. He's like, just stay still. And it's like, man, you were yeah. flying all over the fucking place. I mean, I guess you had to, but like, you couldn't stay still in that situation. But it's just a little confusing as to like how good of a shot is anybody in this show.
2: Mm. Yeah, but, it was cool that he was hesitant to shoot them.
0: Yeah, because he, he um, and he doesn't have to say it. He doesn't have to say like oh, I'm scared about shooting an innocent person. Like just from his voice acting and the way that it they cut back and forth, you get it. You know.
2: Yeah, a little bit of showing, not telling.
0: Yeah, it's hard to kill people. I was wondering if he was going to kill one of them, at least just to see like a body break apart instead of a robot exploding.
1: It yeah. it felt kind of Star Trekky.
0: Yeah.
1: Did you get that vibe? It felt kind of because there was like people in the in the what is it called?
0: Like the command center.
1: In the command center, the yeah, and doing like comms and stuff, and like everybody had different jobs, and
0: yeah, we see like th- th- like their characters too. They're not just people who yell. Yeah shit out yeah um and yeah we see people get you know they have to help each other like because one of them's injured and the other one has to take over but they're a civilian i thought it was weird that mirai
1: i wrote down it's like star trek but boring because it's just fights because i guess i I was like bored of fights at that point and so i was like yeah it's just fights they're just fighting (laughs)
0: um yeah i mean i I can understand it's definitely more combat focused um and it would be, I understand that you are curious about Xeon versus the Federation. Yeah. But at the same time, I am also a little bit like, I kind of don't like knowing. I'm sure I will eventually if I keep watching, but yeah, it makes it, I feel like if they try to explain something, I'm going to be like, oh, well, they're right. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. decide, I'm going to say like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously in my opinion, um, I, I like the Federation more here in this case. But without knowing it, I'm I, ca- I'm kind of just like, well, what are the tactics, and how do mm-hmm. they resolve their differences, or who betrays what, you know, that kind of thing.
2: Go ahead, Miles. And it probably undercuts his like general anti-war message. Like, there's no good reason either mm. way. Yeah. Mm. Stop fighting, Mom and Dad.
0: Yeah.
1: It's so just somebody silly. needs to. Somebody needs to go on a diplomatic mission. You know, attempt yeah. to. Uh, have a ceasefire and uh well they did that already but like uh
0: well we haven't a seen truce. it though. we haven't seen it happen so maybe we, maybe we will see something negotiated uh, a treaty yes
1: um did anyone did anyone else notice the like jeans themed names what there was denim there yes. was there was Jean, oh, gene g-e-n-e and right. there was slender which seems like it it could be like a like a, a slender a slender cut i was like like uh, now we need somebody named like boot cut or something yeah. or like hip hugger <laughs> <laughs> or something like
0: that well, we had we had, we have <laughs> bright is that anything no char no. you ever get charred jeans that's a, no, it's not that's no. not a thing um bell bottom was a a pilot i believe <laughs> But no, that's interesting because they yeah. they used to love doing that because they're like Pfft, English speakers don't watch this shit. Every everyone's named broccoli in my Dragon Ball <laughs> yeah. comic. Every, everyone's <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Know.
1: Well, Frau Frau Bo like must mean something, right? I don't know.
0: Maybe he was supposed to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is sort of like even though, you know, it's morally not defensible. It is funny that like when everyone's dead and and they're like, but Amuro can't keep piloting the Gundam. He's like. Well, I don't know. There's been stories of fifteen year olds in battle before. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, fuck it. Let's just make the same mistakes. That's cool. Yeah. Like,
2: I guess, like I'm not the first one to fuck this up. Um Do you like th- that the ship has a steering wheel? Because I do. Uh yeah, I
0: guess I do like it. It is interesting to imagine 3D <laughs>
2: space with a wheel.
0: Um, how do they
2: how do they go up and down?
0: <laughs> no. Uh I guess you pull it. You probably pull it. You know, like pull pull to go up, push to go down. Mm -hmm. We solved it.
2: Okay, good point, Mark.
0: Oh, I meant to look up Minovsky particles.
2: That's like the way they detect, I guess like everything in this universe emits them. Mm. I really liked, I mean, it didn't come off super well because it's 1979 but i love the idea like tactically of going like we should approach from the side of the sun yeah so that they're blinded by
0: i think that's a real thing i think they would do that in earth because that's still a thing even on the ground you know if you get if you fight with the sun to your back you can see the enemy very well and they have a hard time seeing you
2: mm. yeah i think it It re- yeah a lot of this reminds me of like world war one or t- and like two like like uh like flight you know like red comet red baron
0: yeah that's interesting yeah definitely i think that's that's a parallel that makes sense red baron and red comet and uh also like world war one uh pointless just stupid war to have just somebody got assassinated and then everyone just backed everyone else up uh and like a lot of dudes just got sick in trenches um yeah. And the rest of the gas. wars were
2: good, though.
0: Well, World War II, you've got somebody taking over Europe, and you're like, we need to stop this. It's like, true. But like an assassination, you can just talk about it. just <laughs> work it out. You sit down and be like, look, that's one guy. You give us one guy. You don't need to all get on, you know, be like, well, I'll back him. But then, you know, everyone's dying. A lot of people. I think that one character, I think his name is Dew, actually. He looks kind of black to me. Which one was Due? Ryu is the guy who has like thick, he has curlier hair and sideburns and kind of a rounder nose. Oh, and nose. he flies to the plane. Yeah, he's he's the one flying the plane. Okay. Um, His name is Ryu, but he has, I think, slightly darker skin. And I was wondering if he was supposed to be a black character. Mm. But considering people have these weird Western names, but he, again, is named Ryu, I, I don't know if that's the case. Because there are Japanese dudes with curly hair. Yeah. Um,
1: And he could, he could just be tan.
0: Yeah. You know, if he's always approaching from the sun. Mm-hmm. He's going to get tan.
2: <laughs> Only on the back, though. Yeah, that's true. Shit.
0: Is that how tans work? I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wrote down, I think, like, isn't trans? Didn't Transformers, like, it's we know it as a cartoon and now live action movie series, like, that started as toys, right? And then they made the cartoons to sell the toys. It's like you can, I mean, I know I'm looking at it from the wrong, you know, timeline perspective. I'm looking backwards, but it does make sense, like, why or how Gundam was Turned into stuff that was like all about the machines and all about mm. who has the coolest robot when when you think about this show because, yeah, mm-hmm. they are in awe of the Gundam,
1: and it's a sell to sell the
0: toys well, they well, the thing is that it it came out as its own show. and then they made toys, and that blew up. so it was like, oh, shit.
1: And they were like, yeah, let's keep selling toys,
0: yeah. well, yeah, I'm saying that's the motivation shift. and yet you're like, even if they do include themes of war, it's very present in this one in 1979. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. obvious that that is, that is like more what the show is about, um, but it is cool. And I do want to see what happens with Amaro. Like what happens when they actually get adults back into the white base? I want to know what happens with Shar because I kind of like him and I hope that uh, I like him too. I kind of hope Zeon isn't all just bad people that want to eat children or whatever. Um, I want to know why they're
2: fighting and yeah, I think like as a kid, I definitely liked the Gundam design more, but as a grown-up, I'm like, those Zeke's look cool. The Zaku, the green I like ones? their little like, the Zaku. Yeah. I like their little Tommy guns.
0: Yeah. Cause they have the fucking drum magazine on top, little circle.
2: Mm-hmm. They look gangsta.
0: It is funny to me that I think like in the beginning of the show at one point, um, two Zaku are approaching but they're giving each other hand signals in the robot. Like one of them sticks their hand out and like tells it. And I was like, you have what? You have radios. Just yell <laughs> to each other in the comms. You don't need to stick your hand out. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like an unstealth, un uh,
2: economic use of fuel and such. True. Uh, I, I also thought it was weird that when they were on the station, like trying to be sneaky still, they got out of their, mechs to use binoculars i feel like they should have just built those in
0: yeah that's a good point they should have had really good pretty cameras small
2: binoculars <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe
0: it's like you know hey never trust the cameras in these things you know get out and verify with your own eyes um god i would be terrified if i was like you know at one point he's saving uh i forget is it Sela? and he's like lay down in my hand and he's lifting her up i'd be like i am so scared i'm gonna freak out and crush so this girl Just accidentally just squish. So I'm glad that didn't happen.
2: The, the, this, like the, speaking of that scene, like the station was always disorienting to me because, like, at one moment they're floating in space and they find like a panel and they're like, that's how we get in. And suddenly it's like, it looks like Earth once they're inside.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is the whole thing does not take place on Earth. I thought it did in the beginning, but then. Something happens, like that,, Wait, a- even
1: the beginning part doesn't. I thought. That-
0: right, I think that's all on side seven, which is a floating space colony that then, has walls. But
1: then they ev- It seems like they evacuate.
0: They evacuate and yeah. get onto White
1: Base. Yeah.
0: Base. So you're saying, oh, because it looks like Earth inside White Base as well, Miles. Is that what you meant?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It I mean, like I guess Earth they probably have.
0: I guess that was inside. I mean, I guess that would make sense if they can terraform and make these fake environments outside you know, in these floating things, you could just put a part of that inside the white base. But I can't, yeah. if you told me to like draw the shape of white base, I can't yeah. draw it. I don't really know what it looks like. Do you guys? No. It's like, I don't know if I even really got a, a full sense of the white base. Um, it was like, it looks like a Gundam, but a spaceship. Uh, Yeah, it kind of does. Oh, that's the thing that I said looked like a Sphinx. Cause it's like, it's like a Gundam. It's the Gundam colors, but it's like laying down with its hands out. But then, yeah, Yeah. it kind of has, it could also be like a
2: car kind of thing. I like that there's, (laughs) why is there a gun tank? It's like, it's got a torso, but instead of legs, it's got wheels. Why aren't, why isn't it just a tank?
0: Well, what's the benefit of having that torso? (laughs) Well, you know, it's familiarity. You can, you know, if you've been in a Gundam, now you've been in the gun tank and you're like, oh, okay. I get it. I have pecs Mm. and my pecs can fire guns and stuff. Gotcha. I do. I gotcha. I think one of the things that made me like, this is probably my own struggle with, with like just hand eye coordination or something, but you know, tell me, tell me, no fucking, he's the creator. Amuro is wrestling, you know, he's like learning the Gundam for the first time and he's fighting denim jeans or whatever the fuck those two guys are. Uh, And he pulls that plasma sword out of his like Gundam backpack I was just like, if it's your first day in a robot, there's no way you're pulling something out of your back.
1: Do mm.
0: You know what I mean? You ever try to get something out of your back? Yeah. it's just like you're wearing a coat or something and it just sucks. And you have to. That's what it should have been. It should have been like a five minute scene. Like a he's, struggle. He's just spinning, like just <laughs> trying to see his own back and blowing up his backpack while taking it out or something. Um, that was just a little too, uh, too coordinated for me. I don't know. Maybe he had a button that took like a sword sequence or something.
2: That's that. Like when they shortened the length of the series, one episode was going to be him struggling. (laughs) They should have left it in. They cut it
0: out. I want the director's cut. (laughs) Um, I uh, Mirai Yashima. She's like she's like the woman who, um, she's one who's like very vocal and she has like a bunch of experience with the navigation computers or something. Mm -hmm. She's like the only character who doesn't have anime eyes, right?
1: No, there's a couple of them. There's a couple of them. There was a guy also who. I don't know if they're dots, but I noticed that like some they characters don't have the white the, they didn't have have the, the, white. the
0: cornea, yeah. the white area. It yeah. was just black dots. Yeah. It was sort of weird. Yeah. I don't know what that was supposed to be.
1: I don't know. Maybe they got lazy.
0: Tell me no right in and tell us what the fuck happened there. They got lazy. Um he did not design the characters though. He wrote everything, but what's interesting is that um and I remember seeing this in other shows there's like a character designer, there's someone who's credited as character designer. Um, whose name is Yoshikazu Yasuhiko. And there's also this guy who's credited as like the mechanical designer named Kunio Okawara. And this is the first time in an anime that someone was credited for being a mechanical designer. Mm. And I I can't remember what show it was that we watched where it was like, one of the selling points was they were like, designs by so-and-so. And you looked them up and they did a bunch of Gundam stuff. Um, And even though Tomino was kind of like, he didn't like how un they are. Um, yeah, this guy Okawada, like got into animation after doing... Uh, he went to school for like technical design, and then he did fashion and stuff. Um, but he did do some giant robot design, and then uh, he got uh, picked to do this. And I guess that's just what he did in his career. It was just design robots. And then you could be
2: like, Gosh, I hope he got a cut of that toy money.
0: Oh, I don't know, man. Someone held on to it. I think it's Bandai. I believe, has... has uh, all the reins on uh, Gundam toy design. Someone is just Scrooge McDuck diving into a bunch of yen, <laughs> um, and a lot of the the yen coins have holes in them, so it might be easy to dive into them. You just oh, go great. straight down the hole. That's cool. And yeah, like I said, this show it wasn't just it was about to be canceled because it had low ratings. Like people weren't really watching it. Um, and I don't remember. I didn't. I don't remember the entire story, but I mentioned to you guys that apparently a bunch of female fans were like yeah. the first Gundam fans were women. And so I wonder if there's a, there's
1: some pretty cool girl characters here, um, like on the on the white what is it called white base white
0: base. But also, it's just that the ma- the male characters were appealing to the female viewers too, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that, that the male characters all like they all kind of look different. But I don't they're think dashing. they're
1: that, I don't think they're that interesting. The I voice. thought
0: Char looked cool with his blonde hair.
1: I guess if you like blonde, and he
0: takes the mask off too, because you're like, what's under the mask? Is he going to be fucked up looking? <laughs> but no, he's a handsome devil. All right. Um, cool, but yeah, I want to know more about that because I see that the first time, like before it really exploded because of reruns and the toys and stuff. They it says that like the studio petitioned to keep it going, and I wonder if those those fans were a point of, a part of that. Mm. Um. Also, apparently, at some point, the team at Sunrise, when it comes to be like credited for like who created Gundam or whatever, um, it'll say Yoshiyuki Tomino who I mentioned a few times is the kind of anti-war guy who created it. But you'll also see it credited to Hajime Yatate. And that is a fake person. It's just a single person who the collective Sunrise staff puts all of their thoughts into. So Mm. it's like a collective, you know, of just any of their creative contributions, but they just credit it as being this one fake person, Hajime Yatate. Um, So I thought that was kind of cool.
2: Why do they do that?
0: I don't know. Maybe they just, at some point for crediting, they they needed to make it so there was only one person's name on there, you know? They couldn't credit themselves as a team. And so, they just, I don't know. Or maybe it was to mask it. They didn't want to be the Sunrise people or something.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know. I shouldn't have even tried answering. I should have said, I don't know, but I'm scared to say that. I worked in customer service where you're not allowed to say, I don't know. Huh. Someone's like, why, how much, what does this do? You can't go, co- I don't know. Hmm. Look, are you going to buy it? I don't, I don't have all the fucking hands. You have Google on your phone, right? You can't mm. do that. Oh, important uh, piece of info here. Before they came up with Gundam, the show was going to be called, okay, you know what? It was going to be called Freedom Fighter Gun Something. Can you guys guess what the second syllable would be instead of Gundam? It was Gun Something.
1: Gun Shit. Sex. <laughs>
0: Okay, I think I heard Jackie say gun shit. Yes. And Miles said, did you say gun sex? Yeah. Okay, well, it was supposed to be called gun boy. (laughs) Freedom fighter gun boy. That's cute. That sounds like a six-year-old wrote it and half the letters were backwards or something. Sorry, six, you can write forwards, right? You know what you're doing. Six-year-olds, write in correctly. Um,
2: Please, I hope there are no six-year-olds listening to this program.
0: Same. Um... The series has been called a space opera. Fuck you, sorry. Right? I didn't like that. Um, what would
2: make it opera? An
0: opera?
1: It's not musical.
0: Well, they call they call Cowboy Bebop a space opera as well. Um, I think it's just like it's big scale and mm. all the characters and the tragedy. I guess that probably has something to do with it. I gotcha. don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it was interesting reading about how this pretty much spawned the whole real robot genre. And as they were, as I was reading the difference, I was like, "Is Evangelion a super robot? Then is that considered part of the super robot genre, which also included like Gold Lighton and uh, I think Gaugai Gar and other old school stuff?" And yeah, it seems like most people would consider Eva to be part of the super robot genre, which makes oh, sense because really? you don't really, yeah, because ne- neural link communication is considered kind of that semi-magical bullshit mm. science kind of thing. Because in this, it's just supposed to be that you have a bunch of joysticks and buttons and stuff, and you're controlling the robot that way. And if mm. you get you're hit... Not
2: in your, you're not in a metaphor for your mother's
0: womb. You're not in any sort of, yeah. Because um, like I said, reading the description of super robots, they were like, an alien creation or an ancient thing or the results of a mad genius's experiment, you know, a mad genius's creation. And I was like, arguably eva fits into all of those things kind Mm, of like maybe it's weird it includes all of those elements but yeah it's not just like they do end up making a bunch of them but it's not like mass produced just tools of war um i do think mobile suit on its own is kind of a stupid word combo because all suits are mobile or i guess it's like the fact that the suit moves
1: yeah, Because mm-hmm.
0: then, yeah, if you put on a business suit, it doesn't have jets that move you to the wedding or, you know, the, the work. So, I take it back, mobile suits. But a good suit feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I've never had that yeah. feeling wearing a suit. I have almost always <laughs> felt like my movement is restricted, but I've also felt dapper and put together. Okay. So, that is what a suit can do for me. Anyway, um yeah so i'm interested in in, i'm interested in this show and i think that even though it's 43 episodes this first series uh i would like to see it if for no other reason than to have a better understanding of the genre and this huge part of like japan's anime culture um and i i I wonder if
2: it's i wonder if it's more digestible as like the three movies
0: Interesting. I don't know. I don't, and I don't know. I wonder how much of them is just re edited or if they redid anything for those movies if they're uh, much better looking. But certainly, the movies do seem like a very digestible way to to do it. Mm. And I'm also interested that there's a movie called Char's Counterattack, which is like, I, wa- I wonder if that's like a what if.
2: Or, He's a cool character and he seems to be an archetype in all of the, or many of the Gundams, a masked dude. Ah.
0: Yeah. I mean, people don't care until you put on the mask. Okay. It's the one thing we can take from that movie.
1: Hmm. What what were you quoting
0: before? Dark Bane? Knight Dark Knight okay. Return. No, Dark Knight Rises. Mm. The one with Bane. That movie's stupid, and that first scene is stupid. But uh Bane is scary. He's imposing. You know? He has a goofy voice. Come on. So? What's goofy about? What's goofy about this kind of voice?
2: It's goofy. With no survivors.
0: (laughs) Did I talk to you about I founding the video of the original like 15 minute preview and you just don't know what the fuck he's saying at any point? No. Oh my God. It's crazy.
2: Send it to me. I'll put it in the newsletter.
0: And there's that dialogue where he's talking to Littlefinger and he's like, what? Littlefinger's like, what happens if I take off that mask? And Bain goes, it would be very painful. <laughs> and uh, Littlefinger goes, you're a big guy. And Bain goes, for you. But it kind of sounds like he's just responding to the last comment, as though yeah. like they're gonna have sex. Like Littlefinger's like, you're a big guy, and he and Bain goes, for you.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Like you're a small man. But I don't know. I don't know if that's really what they were trying to do. But what he
1: w- what he was actually saying was, it's gonna be very painful for you
0: if you take my mask off. Yeah yeah which uh it's weird that bane is into like tricky wordplay like cuz no one would ever talk like that naturally what would happen if i took off your mask it would hurt uh you <laughs> he did that thing where like you go to like poke his eyes and he put his hand up and mm-hmm. stopped the eye poking or vice versa i don't know it was just like a weird and the whole scene why do they have to they have to like take off the plane's wings and stuff and suspend it upside down. And then they do a blood transfusion into the, the corpses or why don't this mov- those movies like they try to be partially realistic. Just shoot the plane down or, or get on there take the people off and blow the plane up. Don't you don't have to hang it upside down. I'm sorry. Yeah. Save this for Batman pod or just make the planes robots with faces and shields <laughs> and guns.
2: Stuff a message in there about kids fighting in wars, too. Yeah. But don't...
0: But keep the mask. The mask was the good part. More villains should wear masks. Anyway, yeah, the first episode of this show is really like... If you haven't seen any of the original Gundam, the first episode does a lot. I couldn't believe how short it actually was. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it really tells you a lot you might not know about. Gundam and, and the real robot or giant robot genre in general. And, uh, I also like that they'd be like thinking out loud and they'd be interrupted. Like they were always surprised by attacks and shit. Um, and they didn't do like a ton of musical cueing. you know, it felt kind of realistic that it would just be like kind of an empty soundtrack. Char is thinking about something and then he's just like, Whoa, shit. As something like almost hits him or whatever. Um, you know, definitely like it wasn't overproduced. And some of that may have just been limits of not having, like, digital editing and production, but it was refreshing that things at at times were so simple. It was uh, easier for me, at least, to follow what was happening. So, I like that about it. Um, Anyway, we're very happy to bring to you this, uh, you know, diamond in the rough, this hidden gem anime that not enough people talk about. (laughs) Right. Mobile Suit Gundam 0079.
1: I liked it except for all the robot fights.
0: Yeah, Jackie just doesn't like robot fights. I
1: could have done without the robot fights. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe the movies edit out the robot fi- I don't think they do. I would I would yeah, watch probably. the whole
1: series if you cut out the robot fights. Hmm. Just tell like uh like just show me the end where like one of them wins.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll figure that out. Um Yeah, all right. If uh, if we have no other thoughts, let's wrap it up here. And say thank you for listening, listener. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at JJB Pod. As uh we said in the beginning, you can write any thoughts to us uh at, at our Gmail. We are Jojo'sBizarrepod at gmail.com. Uh we have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash JJB pod. And yeah. uh maybe we'll stream all the Gundam we won't. Um we won't know what half the fucking robots are. We know one robot I used right to now. play
2: a Gundam video game on like my SNES emulator. Oh, really? I think it was Gundam wing-themed, though. Mm. Which is like... Maybe, I did not like well, when I finally watched it. Well, there's only
0: like two or three video games of Gundam, I'm sure. So it, it'll be easy to narrow that down. Um, True. I'm just kidding. There's like four fucking million of them. Uh, <laughs> do you want to know what we're going to be watching next week, everybody? I do. Next week... We will be watching episodes one to three of Goblin Slayer.
1: Whoa! It's
0: on VRV or Crunchyroll, and it is not Demon Slayer. It's different. It's goblins that are being slain. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.
2: <laughs> I'm